Hey, everybody. My name is Michael Rosso, and this is... The Film Photography Podcast. Oh, oh boy. FPP. <laughs> FPP. Episode 119, February 15th, 2015. I'm sure everyone is sitting at home now with their hand in a box of heart-shaped candies, <laughs> like picking... Picking the, the candies, the favors out. And if you don't know what the candy don't is, don't eat them. They taste nasty. You can take your 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 pinky nail and like put a little divot in the bottom of. <laughs> I can't. My mom used to do that. <laughs> you what? put a divot in the bottom of a candy to see what it is. Yeah, if you don't like it, you put. Oh, it in and those. Oh. I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah. like a chocolate. Chocolate. Oh, that's awful. And then you put it back. <laughs> that's awful. So welcome everyone. I'm in the studio with Leslie Lazenby. Hello, Mr. Mark Dalzell. Hello, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Matt Mirage. Hello, and I'm Michael Rosso. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun today, but before anything, <laughs> we're gonna talk real quick about some instant film photography, which I always love. I love instant film, and uh, Mark Dalzell made an observation about Instax Mini. Take it away, Mark. Oh, I just saw this interesting little news article uh, a couple weeks ago. I thought it was fascinating. If you go to Amazon and in the uh, photography category and look at their top-selling items, you'll see that about seven or eight out of the top ten items selling on Amazon are either Instax cameras or Instax film. It's just incredible that how popular that's gotten. You know, you would expect it to be populated by digital point shoots or you know whatever but uh, yeah i was just amazed at how how popular instax is these days now the instax mini is insanely popular even at yeah. a even at a camera store that sells nothing but nothing but dig yeah instax mini is uh, is king over at midwest photo exchange they can't keep the stuff in stock folks comes love it now. i just uh, whipped out a camera that i've had sitting in a, honestly i lost the camera for a year like it was in a, it was in a bag that i lost i bought it when it was brand new and that's, what's it called, Mark? This is the uh, Instax Mini 90. Yeah, I think they call it the Neo. The yeah, Neo. The, the Neo, yeah. Uh, Neo Classic or whatever. Is that it? Yeah, the the Neo Classic. It's a yeah. cute little awesome camera. It's uh, one of the one of the newer in their arsenal mm-hmm. of cameras. You know, there is a new one here in 2015. Buttons. What's that? There's the new uh, Instax Wide 300. Hey, don't break it. So there's a new updated uh, wide camera. It's the Instax 300. I'm a huge fan of Instax Wide. I am too. Check that camera out. Even though that original camera was the size of a small mammal. This one's a little smaller. I got a a chance to shoot with it at uh, the Photo Plus Expo earlier in 20, or back in 2014. It's a sweet camera. The... uh, the Fuji rep that I talked to about it, Jackie, was kind enough to give me all the info on it. And that's uh, those should be either out now or just starting to ship. Jackie. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> to keep that wide film. Nice. Yeah, they Mark just took a selfie. They don't show it as much love as the, as the Mini. They don't have a <laughs> no, printer for it yet. but. Uh, and I don't stuff. think they make the wacky backgrounds for them. On the wide, they have the colors. They don't yeah. have the wacky and stuff, and that's kind of fun One too. More? But yeah. so it's nice that they're still supporting that line. But uh, I remember when we were doing the going to the PDN, uh, the Fuji rep, no oh, Brandon, 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 yeah. the Fuji rep, who's wild about Instax. Yeah, they always have a booth set up, just all Instax yeah. all the time. That's Instax huge, all the time. That's a huge portion of their photo- of their uh, still photography stuff. Yeah, and who do you think shooting Instax? Uh, well, from what who I isn't? See, for, yeah, from, <laughs> uh, from what I see walking in uh, walking in Midwest Photo Exchange, I see a lot of uh, a lot of younger folks. Uh, they're great gift cameras. So like those the Mini Eights, the Mini Twenty Fives, the Instax shares. 
Those were all uh, super popular last holiday season. I gave one to my wife uh, a couple of Christmases ago, and she. There you go. It's her favorite party camera. Anytime yeah, you go to a party or have a party, that she has that. Oh, thing really? Shooting yeah. like crazy, yeah. yeah. And every time Mike comes over, he brings her another couple packs of Sweet. wacky rainbow Japanese. Yeah. I'm a bit, I love the I wacky films. I'm a big fan of Instax. Crack, you know, crazy border film. Yeah, you know, Japan I am exposures. on Instax yep. too. I, I'm not fond of um, Impossibles. They're wacky borders. You don't like the wacky borders. I do borders. not like the wacky borders. They're not wacky. I love the wacky borders on these. Well, there's all sorts of like. You I love get... the rainbow one. You have yeah. the you have yeah, the whole yeah. array in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah. very cool. When you put them all together and it makes a rainbow. Yeah. I'm just, oh, oh yeah. this color isn't going to go with my subject. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I'm just, yeah. So both uh, for Polaroid cameras, folks listening, uh, The Impossible Project makes film. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Instax, which is Fuji, it's called Instax Mini. Or, as you were mentioning, the Instax Wide, mm-hmm. which is sort of, it's not quite a square Polaroid. It's, it's not quite a spectra size. Yeah, it's just a it's little It's its own bit. thing. Spectra-ish. That's kind of what yeah. I think of it is. Yeah, a little shorter, a little wider, but not by much. It's a strange little camera. I didn't even know I owned it. <laughs> <laughs> We've all had that happen. For you folks who dare go into the FPP archive and listen to <laughs> older shows, it's always to talk about. I am so thrilled, folks out there listening. I am so thrilled, folks who have been listening a long time, that they actually stuck with us. Oh, yeah. You know, for the folks who don't really shoot a lot of instant film. Yeah, it was, it was a little pretty instant heavy. It was, it was instant I heavy. Think. I, I feel like it's pretty balanced now. We, yeah. We got it down. Yeah. and We do. It's not out of your system, but you have a lot more self-control. We're the, the FPP v- veterans. I'm, I, I really want to, uh, a few shows ago, last year, you tipped me off to the Instax printer. For the oh, mini. the share. That's oh, so yeah. awesome. That, oh, that's, that's so the, much fun. I really want an Instax share printer wide. I've already told the rep. Every time like I they see, must every have time it. I see Jackie, I tell her it would be such a huge hit. Now maybe you know some insight into this, Matt. Talking about Instax Mini, here's a format that Mark brought up. The subject: Oh my God, it's like the number one camera on Amazon. There is no av- advertising for this. No commercials in the U.S. No, no print ads. How do people no. know? It's word of mouth. I mean, I can't imagine it, how many people at our, you know, just our parties have been, you know, amazed by the camera. What is that? What's it called? Where do I get yeah, it? Pulling out their phone, looking it up online. Yeah, you'd be amazed by the, the number of just people that of still don't know about it, but that how popular it is with the people that do know what it is. They're always buying a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I think what's real, where Fuji's really struck a chord with it is it's. It's obviously at a price that they like producing it, but it's also at a price that people are sixteen ninety nine for twenty shots. Great. Well, yeah. I was hoping that the price would start going down, but if you look like on in some of the larger online stores, the price is starting to creep up. Yeah, it's it, well, that's just the advertised prices uh, is set at a certain as a at a certain, and it only yeah. creeps down when there's like a lot. Of it in stock usually, but it's it stays around the same. Especially yeah. if you dr- only time it goes way up is if you like walk into a drugstore and they've got it. You know, then it's way way up. Yeah, but it's still at a price point though that you know you have a box of you know maybe Impossible film on the same shelf. It's almost a no brainer to the the person that's just looking for a cool party camera. Exactly. Here in the U.S., CVS stores. Yeah, CVS, Walgreens, uh, Wally World. Wally World has, has it too. A, yeah. Holy world. <laughs> so we're going to start the show in a minute. <laughs> yeah, hit record there. While uh, we're going to take a quick break, go get your popcorn, soda, 
Whatever else. Let's all go to the lobby. Right. We'll be right back. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Now to pause and refresh. For your convenience, we have an attractive refreshment stand in the lobby with buttered popcorn, golden good and hot from the popper, your favorite candies, wholesome and rich with a flavor treat for every taste, ice cream and other good things to eat, plus delicious Coca-Cola. So bright and bracing with the tang and tingle un by any other beverage. Enjoy ice-cold Coca-Cola at our refreshment stand right now. 한번 잡으면 넣고 싶지 않을걸요? 저 어때요? 잠깐! 각이 살아있는 블랙 딱 보기만 해도 멋있잖아요 저 괜찮죠? 로맨틱하게 시크하게 넌 누굴 선택할래? 로맨틱 앤 쉬크 인스타크스 Hey, we're back and we're gonna talk for a few minutes about uh, 620 film. For fo folks who don't know, 620 film, it's a roll film. Essentially, the same film as 120 film. It's just on a different spool because these spools fit in mostly Kodak brownie cameras and some other mid-1950s, 1960s cameras. I don't know if the Arguses, some of the Arguses were 620. Arguy. Or the Arguy. <laughs> <laughs> there were a bunch of cameras... Oh, yeah. Uh, basically, Kodak invented a new format so you could exclusively use their film. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> yes. And it's exciting because we here at the Film Photography Podcast love 620 film so much mm -hmm. that we uh, molded our own 620 spool, which is doing fabulous. So if you buy, if you, if you own a camera and you want to shoot, Uh, most folks want a spool so that you can roll your own in your own dark room or, or dark bag. You could literally transfer the film off of your 120 film onto your 620 spool and start shooting going 620 crazy. Uh, or you could buy the film right in the film photography store. And if you do buy it, you know, a, a roll of like Ektar or T-Max or Tri-X uh, on, you know, a 620 version, uh, it is me, yours truly, that has rolled that film In my own dark room, closet, or little place, little <laughs> dark corner of the studio. <laughs> uh, we're going to lead off with Mark talking about a very common camera, super popular camera among 620 shooters, the Brownie Hawkeye Flash camera. Does it have the flash attachment no, on the side? this is not the Hawkeye Flash. It looks like it. Yeah, well, it's essentially the same camera, but right. this is just the Hawkeye. Oh, okay. So yeah, the, uh, we're just gonna, I'm just going to touch on it briefly because it was more about what I did with the lens on this one. But I'll take your time. Talk about the whole show about it. All right. Well, it all began <laughs> okay with a man named Daguerre. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, the, the the Brownie Hawkeye. These came out in 1949 originally. Um, 49 to 51 
was the straight Hawkeye. 51 into the 60s was the Hawkeye Flash model. So this is one of the early 49 to 51 models. It doesn't have the Flash contacts on the side, but otherwise it's the same camera. And the Flash contacts are, you know, mostly pointless now since we rarely shoot bulbs anyway. And we're not going to waste Wait, them on this camera. Well, I shoot bulbs. <laughs> we're not going to waste them on this camera even if we did. I always shoot bulbs. <laughs> what are you talking about? All right, then. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's a very basic sort of box style. It's a Bakelite box style camera. Yep. Kind of nice Art Deco styling. Kind of looks like an old uh, 40s Pontiac. Um, it has really no settings whatsoever except for... Uh, Sort of the faux TLR down the front. You can view it and a shutter and a winder. That's really it. So it's, it truly is just kind of a box camera. The cool thing... Oh, and also, yeah, to mention, it does take 620 film. Um, a lot of the old, old, old Kodak 620 cameras will also take 120. You can sort of jam it in there. And this is one. I think you can actually jam 120 spools. Yeah, but, I mean, you'd be crazy. You'd be crazy to do that. And the pictures will come out terribly. I usually um, don't because I don't... No, I, I usually don't take the risk. Because sometimes yeah. you do get a bit of a grind. Well, yeah, what happens is you get halfway through the roll and suddenly it starts binding up, which yeah. always happens to Dane. Um, <laughs> but what I did on this one, which you can do with some, a lot of the old Hawkeye cameras, was uh, if you pop these apart, mine's, mine has a crack in it, so it's taped up. But it's got, now it's got more of a crack. Um, <laughs> what you can do is if you take the front, so we're specifically talking about the Brownie Hawkeye here, take... Uh, take the back off it with the main body of it down inside there are two screws take those two screws out mm-hmm. and the whole camera comes apart the lens is just held in there by the pressure of of the the back on it flip the lens over yes 90 degrees 180 degrees put the whole camera back together it will still shoot normally and what you'll get is pictures where the center of the frame is sharp but the outside goes all doctor who crazy <laughs> warp speed tunnel vision <laughs> So it's kind of a cool special effect that you can do. So that's what I did uh, a few weeks ago with this was flip the lens, load it up with some T-Max 400, and go out shooting some wacky warp speed pictures with it. So it's kind of a fun effect. You always do the back lens, not the front? Uh, yeah. Well, this camera only has the one lens. The, f- the front glass is just glass. It's not a lens. Ah. Okay. Yeah. And did you use 400 speed film because it was like a little grayer out? Then wasn't like full blown out sun. Yeah, it was a little. Yeah, it was a little cloudy out. And I know this. Yeah, this is only shooting. I mean, since I've got one shutter speed and one right aperture, I wanted to over rather than underexpose. Mm-hmm. If I did, so yeah. And the first roll I grabbed out of the fridge was 400. That too. But okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All those and more, but yeah, it's a fun little, it's a fun, beautiful little camera, and it's a fun, you know, if you get, you you can find these at yard sales, flea markets, eBay for two to ten dollars. You know, they're pretty cheap cameras, and if you have, most people have one of these. If they're a camera collector at all, kicking around, and you may think it's kind of a useless, boring camera that you can't do anything with, flipping the lens is kind of a fun thing that you can do with it, and it'll give you a, a really unique, special effect. Not even your Instagram buddies right. have that filter. <laughs> <laughs> and those the two screws, not the front screws? No, when you, when you take the back off... Why do you use that? What's that piece of tape for? Well, I have a, a big crack on the oh. side, so it's just a light leak. So my, my super-duper light-tight... Ten pieces of masking tape. I thought it was a Band-Aid when you yeah, peeled it off. Like no, so if you, if you take the front off, yes. when you look down through it, there are two screws in here. Oh, okay. And oh, when you that, take those two... that's the only thing that holds it on? Yep, just, that's, oh, that's wow. the only thing. When you take together. those two screws out, it's not like some other cameras. Like There's just a million pieces fall to the ground. No, this, this whole center piece will lift out, 
and then the lens is just sitting there. So you can just, just flip it over. over and put this back on. So this piece right ah. here, which I'm sorry, you listening, you can't see what I'm talking about, but the, the main piece that you'll see when you take it apart, that's the only thing holding the lens on. So right. it's, a, it's a three minute. I bet slot. you there is a YouTube video or an instructable. That talks about oh, I'm this. sure, yeah. yeah. And I know it's, it's uh, something you can do with a lot of the old brownie cameras, especially if, they only, you know, if they're the cameras that only have that single element lens in them. I don't know which is which, but I, uh, I took apart one or two. There's another one I have that's the really tiny little... Uh, the Baby brownie? No, is it the holiday or the something? Oh. It's a little tiny brown cube one that's kind of like uh, trapezoidal shaped. Uh, yes. You know what I mean. I do. Holiday yes. flash, maybe. Mm-hmm. That one I took out, and that lens is not reversible. So I know some of them are and some of them aren't. So then I pulled this one out second, and, and it was. So I went for what it. What makes them not reversible? You can't remove them? That, that The lens was actually pressed in, okay. and it was glass. So when you try and pop it out, it explodes into a thousand pieces. There you go. Just saying. <laughs> I, I've heard that that happens. I don't, Couldn't have reason yeah. to leave it alone. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Sure. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. I have some exciting news about uh, 620 film. It's especially exciting for the FPP because I'm the guy rolling all that gosh darn film. <laughs> I sent some samples of our 620 film on our molded plastic 620 spools to none other than Chuck Baker. He runs the Brownie camera page, brownie-camera.com. I'm literally on that page on my phone as you speak. Oh, how about that? <laughs> this is after he has received the film. He says, hello, Mike. Thanks for the spools and Verichrome. I've completed a thorough testing of the spools in many different cameras for fit, along with a very harsh light leak test and overall construction. I was sweating already. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh. This guy's pretty serious. <laughs> Here we, Here we happy so far. This guy's pretty serious. There was a 100% fit in all the 25 or so cameras I tried them in. A couple were tighter than others, but all fit and could be removed easily without the film unraveling. Nice. There was no film jamming when used as both film carrier and the film take-up. The light leak test was performed with two FPP spools and two Kodak metal spools side-by-side and re-spooled with film at the same time. I mean, he's testing it all the right ways, yeah. right? This is like Consumer Reports here. Science. Exactly. Well, he's not the brownie camera page for nothing. That's right. <laughs> I got a small amount of light leak when exposing a respooled roll to direct sunlight and an up-close, bright LED flashlight for a long period of time. Oh the FPP allowed virtually the same amount of light in along the outside the edges as did the Kodak metal spool. I mean, he's blasting it with sun. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah but just to Has see to how much expected. it can take. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Uh, none of the light leaks went into the image area. It says no light leaks were seen deeper than three layers around image number four. Oh, okay. There were no light leaks on any film handled correctly in subdued light while loading and unloading. Wow, that's great. So that's FPP awesome. spools. Yes. Cool. Yeah. I think the spools are constructed well but are affected by heat and pressure more than metal. I mean, this is like the, the thorough super mm-hmm. test. Yeah, yeah. The spools are great. I'll be updating finding film spools at the Brownie camera page with a direct link to your spool page. Nice. Cool. So that's from Chuck Baker. He runs the Brownie camera page. It's a two thumbs up for the FPP uh, 620 spool, which I'm thrilled about because this is a, pro- a project three years in the making an FPP. Mm-hmm. Saving my pennies... <laughs> to actually get it mold injected because it costs a lot of money. Tooling, oof. And uh, I want to say that uh, although it's going to take some time, we're well on our way to selling enough spools to make to make this whole project worthwhile. 
which is fantastic. And once we get over the first batch of spools, mm-hmm. which is like somewhere around 5,000 spools, the second batch will be cheaper because now the mold has been paid for, yep. so the price will come down, which will be amazing. So folks out there listening, keep, on, keep at it. I just wanted to say, too, I don't know if you've seen this, but no. if you go to brownie-camera.com, under where can you get spools, it says here, um, Film Photography Project offers new 620 spools that I have thoroughly tested and have found them as good as original 620 metal spools. Whoa. And he's got a link to you right there. Boom. So, yeah, it's, it's official. We're legit. Wow. Yeah. That is sweet. There you go. Wow. I don't really want to do the rest of the show now. <laughs> That's it. You my can hunt, retire. My hunt 620 down mic for drop. 2015 is a 620 camera. Yeah. Yeah. So Nice. Mm-hmm. I just got tired of looking on eBay to see folks like raping people. Like $9 for a spool. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's yes. like F that. It's yeah. like we're just going to make our own spool. And those were old stock spools. Like, you know, you've yeah. condition. Yeah. I've sent quite a few people that come in with, you know, grandma, grandpa's camera. Yeah. Come into Midwest Photo Exchange. Where do I get film for this? What do I do? FPP. Nice. That's what you do. In business cards. Oh, I got them. Yeah, you got them. I got them. When we come back, we're going to be talking about, uh, sadly, something other than 620. <laughs> oh. Uh, but we'll there. I don't know. She's we'll going right, to tell us. We'll be right back. Man's best friend. Make some of man's best pictures. Appealing snapshots, beautiful color slides, lively home movies. Your dog has a personality all his own, so you don't need trick shots or dog show poses. Just watch him quietly, keep your camera ready, and you'll get the kind of picture only you can take. If you can, have a helper who knows your dog. Then, as he talks quietly to your dog, you'll get the kind of alert expression you've been waiting for. A favorite ball or bone is almost sure to bring you an appealing pose like this. And don't forget his friends or acquaintances. And remember, they all look best before a simple background. Of course, you'll want to do as all professionals do and take several shots of every situation. That way you'll be sure to get pictures you'll enjoy over and over again. Whether you make snapshots, color slides, or home movies, always use dependable Kodak film, the film in the familiar yellow box. Hey, you know, uh, folks listening, uh, guess what? Today is February 15th. In less than one month, we're having our FPP walking workshop in San Clemente, California. (laughs) That's right. At the darkroom. That's right. I see Mark over there. He's thinking, you know what? I think I'm going to this thing. I don't thing. know if I can miss this. He's like, I don't know All if I can. All the love. <laughs> I don't know. Can, can, can you miss it? Can you bear to miss it? We'll have to see. Only time will tell. I think the, 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 that bus, the FPP I bus, the FPP may be the... Magic bus. And Mark's going to be like, only if I could drive the bus. <laughs> uh-huh. Do you have a chauffeur's license? I could license? get, I get a license. <laughs> I'm really good at Photoshop. It's Saturday, March 14th, and Sunday, March 15th. Go to fil- <laughs> filmphotographyproject.com. It's a leading story. Click on it. If you're on the West Coast or west of the mi- Mississippi, or not, <laughs> if you're in Alaska or Florida or somewhere that's far away. England. Yeah, England. Get on a plane. <laughs> Certainly, Hawaii's closer to to <laughs> Hawaii's closer to San Clemente than we are to San Clemente. No, no. oh, for real? <laughs> they just got a lot of water. Have you seen the Pacific Ocean? No. How about New Zealand? Oh, holy! That's also, that's slightly farther. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, no. Pacific Ocean is much bigger than it looks like on the map. 
Well, this is going to be a great event, a fun <laughs> event. It's going to be meet and greet. You're going to have a full lab tour of the dark room where it's taking place. Our good friends at the dark room. And uh, that's why we, we all send our film early on. The dark room has been super friends to FPP. And, I, you know, I'm trying to I'm racking my brain. I'm like, how do we hook up with the dark room? I don't know. People think that we're like, that the dark room is like an advertised spot here on the FPP. No. It's, no, it's do a hell of a job. Yeah. It's just, they are like the coolest dudes. And like, uh, like Matt, today we're on, <laughs> we're on the phone with the dark room. He's like, I'm going to send you some sheets. Sheets. We're going to just take care of this for you. The guys are super cool, and you, everyone will have a grand time. I guarantee it. It's the Mike Rosso FPP guarantee. <laughs> if you're not completely satisfied, I will double your goodie bag. Ooh. <laughs> and double your money back. It's free. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Double your money back. <laughs> we'll be back with more show right after this. Searching for the right word? No. Searching for gift ideas. Any suggestions? Sure have. An ANSCO Cadet camera outfit with everything needed for taking pictures. The ANSCO Cadet is always ready when you are. No focusing, no dials, no nonsense. What a wonderful idea. Here are two more. The new ANSCO Cadet Reflex with a photo size viewfinder that makes fine pictures easy to get. And the ANSCO Lancer, the camera that puts precision focusing into simple words. Just move this red dot for distant scenes, medium shots, or close-ups. Made your choice? Uh-huh. All of them. These are perfect answers to so many gift problems. When it's time to give, give the fun of an ANSCO camera outfit. 1075, 1595, 1995. If it's from ANSCO, you'll know it's A+. Hey, we're back. What are we going to talk about now? Leslie? I want to hear Leslie. Yes. I am wildly excited. <laughs> what am I not, you know? I don't know. But uh, there's a gentleman who every once in a while gets in his collection, doesn't use him anymore, doesn't want to see him on eBay, and he brings him to me. Just doles him out. He's the uh, Lynn Hoff 5x7 guy, Matt Wall. Oh, yeah. With the camera. So he comes in the other day, and he hands me a, <laughs> obviously, stereo camera. It doesn't work, he says, but I thought maybe you'd like it for your collection. Of course, not a problem. I've loved Viewmaster since I was a kid. Uh, people have given me those magic eye books. Those mm-hmm. are stereograms. I love those. I have the two volumes of the American Civil War from the 3D cards for yep. the viewers. Always wanted to do this. I have a 127 stereo camera, but it, it truly does not function well. And I start to put this through its paces. It's made by David White. It has a lens cover on it that mine does not have. It does not affect it. They, this, was, this was some great marketing. They started it in 1945 advertising this camera. They didn't have it to the public till 47. Wow. It's kind of wild. Um, I mean, like a movie t- trailer. Today we would forget <laughs> that, I'm afraid. But it shoots 35-millimeter film, which That's good. makes it so usable today. It was wildly popular. They made all kinds of accessories. They made viewers. They made projectors. How cool to see 3D stereo in your home type of thing. Cases, slide mounters, the slide cutters, the whole bit. And it was so popular that everybody had, let's see who knows this reference, Slugworth was out there spying. And Chaga Factory (laughs) There you go. But Revere made one. Slugworth. (laughs) Bell and Hal. There was a company called the mm-hmm. uh, TDC, three-dimensional company, and of course Kodak. Kodak's was easier to operate, less money, and seven whopping years too late. Yeah, it was Kodak. Well, there you go. 
but um, he said something's not working on this and I start in and shutter speeds seem okay it has a rangefinder focus the lenses aren't moving do you know why they're not moving no thank, why thank goodness a little, little bit of Google search here the Google. It moves the film plane to focus rather than moving the lenses. Wow. So I'm all ready to tear into this i got to look into this. Now. You know, I'm thinking. Let me see yeah, I'm going to tear into it. And, uh, isn't that filming it? It moves the film plane rather than the lens when you... Oh, that's wacky. It is. Wackadoo. Everything seemed fine. So I thought, let's just put a, mark. A, let's put a roll of Tri-X in here and fire this baby up. That's crazy. So he still claims there's something wrong with it, and I still claim it's all about the love. Because this thing was perfect. That's how she it's, always gets it to work. It, I know. It just you know. How does the film stay attached to the film plane in order to move? The, the pressure plate's gonna. Yeah, there's oh, a pretty springy pressure look plate at there. That. I know. And I was. I mean, it didn't work, so I'm gonna tear into it. I figure it's no loss, right? Why doesn't it I work? Mean, it doesn't. It <laughs> works perfect. Oh, okay. So I don't know why he didn't think. Maybe because he didn't have the cap. I'm not sure. It is incredibly film efficient it shoots five sprockets that became the norm it was called 5p and it shoots your frames like this you get oh while you have that open you'll notice that one of the holes has a notch one of them is it this one there's a notch oh, yeah, yeah. just one side has On a notch right, yeah. so you can always register your pairs properly oh, oh that's nice kind of drive you nuts if you mount them in reverse yeah if you have a couple series of so the same so you get the whole roll shot you get it back and your first frame is Number one left, number one. then a blank, then number two left, then number one right, then number three left, then number two right, then number four. What? Oh, put it all together. Who? <laughs> but it's, and it, it's tight. There's barely any frame line. So on a roll of 36, you get 30, 27 pairs. Wow. Which is pretty that, neat. That is Each shot takes a pair, correct? Each shot takes a pair. Oh, but one it's has spaced a, out. Oddly. It's spaced out, and then they only move it a little bit, move it a little bit, move it a little bit. And right down the line. So you're not wasting a huge chunk of film. Exactly, because I assumed I was going to have two and a big wide space in between, and it does not. And when when you um, wind your film, it's like, oh, I'm done. How do you know? How do you know? How far to wind it? It stops. Oh, you do have to give it a little punch. Like the Argus C3 style lock. How many images per roll? On uh, 24, you get 18. Pairs. That's pretty 36, good. Thirty-six, you get twenty-seven. That is efficient. It is, yes, it is. eighteen I'm, pairs. Pairs. Uh huh. So you're actually getting thirty-six images on a roll of twenty-four. Uh-huh. So it's smaller than a yeah. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. And I love it's, it's, it's all die cast. It's it in is. great. And I'm thinking solid. There's not a one of these because it's left hand fire. They want you to and sideways focus. <laughs> down here is your viewfinder. Yeah. They oh, want you to oh. press it against your forehead, and it's like make sure that horizon is level. A lot of grease on that metal. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like, it looks like a, you're taking an eye exam. I was going to say, it looks like a, a board. A or B. Know, it just felt, uh, B like or C. Yeah, <laughs> one or like three. This, it's, um, it only goes to 150th of a second, and I was shooting Tri-X. But still, you know what? Every one of them does go to 22. Had I Googled this extensively beforehand... The Google. Oh, some of those sites are so complicated. No, just, you know, your depth of field crap. Just go out there and shoot it. Um, it'll throw you off if you hold it traditionally because you're covering your oh. rangefinder window. Oh, those are the rangefinders. Oh, I blinked. So what I did is I, I, my film works out. And as I mentioned, I have the Civil War books of 3D. And they have these neat little uh, lorgnette-type viewers in them if you don't have the old mosquito mm. eye thing. <laughs> you just put the little viewer in your nose. About like this. That. So who printed those for you? Leslie printed them. Oh, you printed them. I oh, downloaded wow. the frame. 
It was, oh, it's, yeah, know, they look like the old ones. That's exactly. Wow. And this one is cool because this particular shot has a building reflected. And when you get it in 3D, that building just shoots off into infinity. Can we see it in 3D right here, right now? Sure. Here you go. Get in it. In 3D. Yeah. And then you're going to hold it about this far. You have to kind of okay? zoom in and out to get, no it, you, you get, get it, it to work. So, so I put this on my thing there. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I do this here. Yeah, and you're going to get it. Yeah. Slowly, it slowly. Right, right about, nah, yeah, right right, about there. Right somewhere in there. Oh, the like, images match up? They match yeah. up, and then like, things just come to you and go it away. It should be like nine inches from your face, isn't it? Something like that. I don't know. that. Now, no. my brother, who is a mathematical wizard, cannot 3D. He cannot do magic eye. Oh, there we go. He cannot do 3D. Does it hurt to his eyes to do I, it? I don't, he, no, he never gets it. Hmm. Does this cross your eyes? shouldn't. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway, ah! I, I did find... Um, yeah, is it best weird. to have an image where there's like a lot of foreground? All the way. You have I think to think if you about have foreground, image, middle, background. And, of course, you want a lot of depth of field because you want it all to be in focus. Um, I can 3D these without the yeah, viewer. Yeah, I just cross them You up. can do yeah. it, too. Wow. So, when they go, when your when brain you, puts them in 3D, it's like, wow. This is like, yeah. isn't it fun? I'm thinking maybe oh, yeah, 3D so. Christmas card next year because you can buy those little viewers very inexpensively. And you did a great job uh, with the cards. So, and are... it's, um, but anyway, I got the, the little antique-looking frame from... Seawood.com backslash, you know, a simple stereo photography. You can Google it. Mm-hmm. He had this little downloadable frame. And where did you actually print them? I printed them. I mean, on the matboard? Sp- then I sprayed them with spray glue. Oh, I put them on stuck matboard, them on. Oh, okay. and then I cut them out. Nice cutting. Yeah, they, they so, look factory. <laughs> did uh, did so. the folks do boudoir photography 3D? Oh, yes, they did. Hey, I took I know that this Oh, actually, yes, they did because uh, that's a very cool one. Uh, when I was looking through some of the history of it, here's a boudoir photograph. Right. A boudoir. <laughs> no, this was a boudoir because oh. her keister was coming right out to that because she was bent over. That was like, oh, hey there. You know, but uh, <laughs> hey I've, had, now. Hey there. I've had a blast with this. In fact, I I took one of those and I just put a stamp on the back. This one's great. And mailed him a thank you note oh, cool. on it. So yeah, the stereo camera. It's been on my bucket list. Ooh. He's now that I've got the exact, I gotta, I gotta get one of these. So I've had a, a blast with. I've oh truly enjoyed it. I do plan on using it again. Yeah. Some you test and you move on. You know, you got other yeah. things to do. But this I just, one's unbelievable. I just yeah. think it's wild. You see this one, you gotta see this one. I haven't even seen any of them yet. <laughs> so, That's the best. Do you like that one? Well, it's a classic three D. Yeah. yeah. Well, and also too, you see on that one, it's and it's an image of. Um, uh, four young girls I found on Main Street, and they all had—they were all on their taking smartphones. Taking pictures of you, taking a picture of exactly. Them. Classic so photo walk. So the one closest to me is in the sun. The one farthest away is also in a little bit of a building shadow, and that just makes it even more dimensional. Yeah. This you know. is a fun camera for people it to have. Is, and you know, like it's like a it's like a a whole project because you have to. It is. It's it like really a whole. It's, it's like, like a, a party trick. This yeah, is, it's like yeah, craft. But it's, a, but it's a fun great. little. It's a fun little thing when you bring the prints in because it's it's more than just looking at a print. Like it's and, very and interactive. Can, the old homes viewers is what they're called. Is that's the Victorian type? You know, people use those as decorations. They don't even know they what they're do, for. But you a can lot of time, buy kits and make your own. They're not wow. that expensive. And uh, now, the viewers, you mean? Sweet. Yes, yeah, the, the viewers. viewers. Now, Oh, I was also going to say, you can actually make your own stereo camera, too. If you have two yes. identical cameras, you just two, have to get the lenses about eyeball distance two, apart. Two and a half inches or something, something yeah. apart. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you take, this, you know, take the exposure 
you can you can do this yourself. So um, the, I, I've seen it made out of a couple of Argus C3s, like any camera that you mm-hmm. can get the lenses that close to each other. For those folks who are not as crafty, who are going to print out and, and mount, did they make any like prefab mounts? Uh, mounts? You can download that template. This is oh. the frame, and I threw it in Photoshop and made a layer, and then stuck them right behind yep, the yep. frame, and away we went. So, and you printed these yourself? I printed those myself. You did a great job, right? That's what with, I with do for back, a living, for this, crying out loud. Background, like, that's the background this I downloaded. This is the template. Mm-hmm. She downloaded the, yeah. So I, I think I'm going to look at some of my old ones and Remarkable. get Remarkable. A scan of an old one and do it, but or maybe you should even print, print make, some and glue them down like that. Make, make the old ones. Put all the information on the side when you used to buy them. You know, it'd say American uh, Civil War, Gettysburg, eighteen sixty three, la 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 la. They put that like the, the autographic hand. where it's like, scratching in white in handwriting. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so, cool. It, it's called Stereo Realist three D camera. Made by David White. Uh, there were maybe only three or four models throughout its whole history. They stopped making in seventy one. Okay. But there's still quite a 3D following today. This camera was $159 new in 57. Okay. Today, $30, $60, somewhere like that on eBay. So, Is there a cult behind it? There's a cult behind it. There well, really is. They have exchange clubs. Yes. You exchange your 3D images, boy, and there's like this rule. Everything's in focus. If it's out of focus, don't even buy. Yes. But um, Years ago, Matt went with me once. Uh, we used to exhibit at the Chiller Theater Horror Expo. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And when years, like 10, 15 years ago, when I was behind the table, like working a booth, uh, 3D photographers would come up to the booth. They were so enthusiastic. Like they would want to show you. Like they would come by and be like, hey, this, like, this is what I do. And they would give you the stuff to look at it. So I'm thinking people who shot this. Were they doing the red-blue glasses for those? No, similar to this. Similar to this. Yeah. But they were like diehard. Like mm-hmm. there was nothing else they wanted to talk about. Mm. It's, that's my favorite one. Look at that. When you get it, watch what happens to that no, white building. I know. Which one is that? Mm, it goes right across the street. The one with the um, uh, light up in the top. The building reflected in, oh, the, yeah. in the window. Uh, and you, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. expect that. Because that, you know, no, everything, everything that in the frame is 10 to 20 feet back. away except for the building, which suddenly uh-huh. jumps out of your eye. You know. So I've, yeah. I've, like I said, thoroughly enjoyed this. And he has, he says, he has one more item in his collection, which is very rare, and I can't wait till he brings it in. <laughs> That'll be in the will. So I tell you that one shot of the the kids on Main Street. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are doing this as a hobby and you have a family, and you want to like stack your kids, exactly. You know, like it'll make an awesome, oh, awesome a cool, picture, cool portrait. And at yeah. the cost of these, if you buy these one up, they're around I think three ninety five. Is that newly manufactured? Newly manufactured. That's great. Oh, because of the cult behind this. Yes, and you, uh, 3dstereo.com has all kinds of accessories, all kinds, all kinds of viewers. And this is just this is typically one that if you buy a 3D book, this is the one that's included in the back type of thing. Cool. And you can oh. buy these by 100 and the price goes down. So, so you don't need to be a photographer. Can you actually buy finished? Like you can buy a kit that has someone else's images, a book or If you oh, if you oh, just so sure. if you Google stereo images and if, and if you you'll, you'll can too, find millions of them. You'll see. Yeah, go to an print them out yourself. Cuz they're like this and if if you can 3D without the glasses, you can 3D your screen. Right, because uh, you kind of lean back and yep, just yeah. cross your eyes and have a bourbon and go. <laughs> <laughs> but, What's really um, nice about these modern cards too that Lussie's printed out a lot. If you go to like an antique store and you find you know a bunch of old classic cards, a lot of them are the 
the, like the old tag board with like the usually like a salted print or an album yes. print. They get a wicked curve to they them. Get a, they get a warp to them. Yeah, and, they sure and do. they're super hard. Those ones will hurt your eyes trying to try but, to focus um, those. This was uh, just truly a, a fun experience. I was hoping first for just a few good frames and then everything was fine. I, I'm going to mount these puppies and we're going to get. Was this the first time shooting stereo? First successful time. I had the. Um, Coronet 3D, which shot mm-hmm. 127, and uh, I had, you know, one side was working, one side wasn't type of thing, and so it, it was a failure because of the age of the camera and the build of the camera, but um, this is... Uh, Certainly the digital tools at our disposal, yeah. Photoshop and scanning, makes this task makes much this, easier. Yes, because before I would have had to go in the darkroom, print my pairs, and then cut and mount them on the board. I'm noticing that exactly that, lined up yes. perfectly with each other. Yeah. I'm noticing that that camera has a cold shoe on top. Hot well, shoe. Ooh, it's a hot shoe. That's like a Univex style that's a hot shoe. Old, ye old fashioned that will not take a modern flash. Correct. When uh, I say modern, I mean like you 1980. Were correct. There was an adapter to go to electronic. Oh, okay. So there's so no. This was really meant for. There's no PC input. This does not have the PC. Well, no. This is this is like a Univex type hot shoe. So you can. I, I have the flash that'll go on that that fires bulbs. Oh, it's a special. It would like be the ultimate, wouldn't it? Bald 3D yeah. flash. Well, because sometimes you just need a, a flash. You need yeah. a poof. Yes. Well, yeah, I have a flash. It takes like, you know, incandescent light bulb sized bulbs. It oh, takes huge screw bulbs. Them. The big screw in ones, yeah. yeah. The ones that you perform gags on your exactly. family. Exactly, <laughs> putting them in their lamps. Yeah, yeah not anymore. Oh, why? They're like $5 each. I'm oh. not going to waste oh, yeah. those. But yeah, you can you could sort of grind this down and make it. On my Univex cameras, I, I've used electronic flash exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah, because yeah. that one sticks up a little bit. Doesn't yeah. It? Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, you got to cock the shutter. That's sweet. you got to go through all the steps, but it was by far worth it. It was fun. And I, like I said, I do plan on using this more I'm, again. I'm going to get on eBay like tonight and get one now. You've convinced me. I've been wanting one for really? a while. Really? Yeah, I've wanted one. This is the most, the most common, best selling ever. And there is a 2.8 lens version. Ooh. And then there's also one, I believe, that is... Uh, 1.2. No. It <laughs> yeah. well, doesn't matter. 3, 3D, you want to yeah. stop it down anyway. Yeah, exactly. You there's do, you don't. You do. You do. You want to see it all. Yeah. Well, I was, I, was thinking, I was thinking earlier, somebody out there knows the answer to this, what if you did a stereo pinhole where you had your infinite depth of field? Would that be better or worse? Stereo pinhole would overlap. Well, but if, well, you, if you had two pinhole cameras next to each other, let's say... But if it's it's soft focus, you wouldn't be able to get the definition because it's not sharp. I would think not like completely sharp. Because pinhole in general is a little softer. A little soft. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I'm wondering. You know what you can. You, do but you're, ma- you're making up for it by having the. You know, I guess if you're just shooting at f sixteen, and you're I'm not be sure pretty... if Manfrotto still makes it. Was very popular. Manfrotto. Um, I'd probably give you the Bogan number. The Bogan. They made a little thing called the slider. That was made to put your camera on, and then it exactly slid over oh, yeah. so far. They, there's the a only, lot of companies that make those now the for, only thing for is stitching. Of course, yeah. hoping there's no wind and your leaves move because mm-hmm. this is really the better way. Up, yeah. This is less expensive. Single and, capture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a is it is it lens baby? Somebody makes a like a beam splitter for your camera. Yes, you, you can put them on Nikon's and cameras and, to or uh, Nikon's 3D and Canon's. Stereo has those. For yeah. All oh, okay. Types yeah. Of cameras. So you can just put it on a regular a SLR. Digital 3D stereo.com. Oh, digital 3D stereo.com. There's digital. No, not digital. Well, it just goes on on your regular digital. camera. Yeah. All oh, right. Right. So any. And they make it old Canon, old Nikon. Mm-hmm. Olympus is now discontinued officially. Then they also make them for the digital versions. So 3D stereo.com. Very extensive. There's like I said, it, it, I think it even has uh, the organizations which. 
you can belong to your groups or national stereo and whole type of thing but Pretty darn fun. That's oh, really that's amazing. Sweet. Congratulations, Leslie, on Woo-hoo! your success. My yeah. success. And those yeah. prints are great. And um, uh, that looked like a really fun project. It, 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 it was. So. Think of the possibilities. Think, yeah. Well, what I'm thinking of is, man, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be great if you just had the perfect scanner to get all that stuff scanned in? <gasps> oh, oh, go right into our next segment. I just yeah. wanted to clarify. It's a L'Oreal, not... Lens baby. L'Oreal, L O R E O, makes the. So it's one of those. It just sticks mm-hmm. on the front of your oh, SLR. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, you can get stereo images, but you're, you're, they're going to be tiny because you're, you're sharing a 35 millimeter negative. Yeah. Well, this makes an excellent transition into scanning. Scan- mm-hmm. yeah. Folks out there listening, uh, if you're sending your film out to be processed and having someone else scan it, you know, I guess that's easy peasy. You get files back via email or mm-hmm. you get a disk in the mail. Mm-hmm. But, you know, ever since I started scanning, it's sort of like taking your photography, uh, taking control of your photography. Definitely. Especially in uh, uh, if scanning, getting the right color. Otherwise, you're, you're dependent upon a technician. Yeah. And Which sometimes sometimes, sometimes that's better. Sometimes, sometimes it's not. it is. Yeah. And sometimes that's automated. Yes. Yeah. So you just get what it thinks yeah. is normal. But uh, for a few years now, we've been you know, all, you know we would go around the table always be like what scanner to get. It's always been the Epson V seven hundred, and I believe they're still available. They are. But right now, something is new on the horizon. New in twenty fifteen, it was announced. I got the chance to play with one back in twenty fourteen. Epson. V eight hundred. Whoa! Listen it's to here. that crowd roar. It's a hundred better. Yeah, <laughs> it costs more than a hundred better. But uh, it is a fantastic scanner. It has a little bit of a resolution boost from the V seven hundred. But the most important thing uh, that makes it different, and why you would. I, well, I don't. I'm not saying dump your V700s right now or 750s. I'll buy. Throw them out the window. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wait, donate them to the FPP. Yeah. Send them on over. Um, yeah. The V800s. So what? One thing that the 700s didn't have that um, basically made BetterScanning.com a place to go is they didn't have uh, adjustable holders. The V800 comes with adjustable height holders that also have A&R glass. Ah, oh, that's um, the big thing. The so. 750s adjustable. Yeah, 750. So this is poorly like the, adjustable. This is like, yeah, this is like the best of both worlds yes. that they give you. Sweet. Uh, it's a much more versatile scanner. At first, when I when they first rele- did the announcement for it way back when in 2014, um, I thought they they used this really weird image on it that was just like badly photoshopped, and I thought, oh god, this scanner won't do eight by ten. Why would they do that? But it is. It's an eight by eight, eight and a half by eleven flatbed. Comes with the four five. The uh, the film area guide, the 120 holder, the slide holder, and the 35 holder, just as standard. But if you're looking for top of the line consumer, you know, consumer flatbed that can give you really great results. It's not the highest end flatbed. It's not a drum scanner, but it can give you some darn good results. I highly recommend n- now the 700, the 750, and the 800. About where does that come in retail wise, dollar wise? Edit, 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 ed
because yeah. it holds the film. Mm-hmm. It's got the glass. In, in between two pieces of glass. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that would be you nice. You wouldn't believe. 739. <laughs> the cussing mm-hmm. that went on at the Mecca. Scanning those stereo nags because I shot them on Tri-X. I didn't want to have time to flatten them. Taped them on there. Arg. So I hear you. Yeah. You, need, you needed some Shimina 400. Shimina 200. Especially on camera. Shemina, so yeah. On on negatives like that where they need to really be flat or they, <laughs> they don't need work. To be flat. Yeah. You can't have one with Newton's rings and the other one without. Yeah. <laughs> Seven, uh, 739, but there are Amazon sellers, and I hear these guys at Midwest Photo Exchange that might be able to do you a better oh, deal. Oh, I've heard of them. Oh, I've great. Heard of them. Uh, how much can you get a, a V700 these days? Uh, mm. Not too much less. I believe those well, are like in the... There's some refurbs going around for four and a half. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, there's six something on Amazon, but... There's uh, 659 or something yeah, like that. Standard, can, uh, yeah, can Epson, Epson themselves actually on their website has them on clearance right now for four fifteen, I think. Yeah. Oh, and they're, and they're, gonna, they're, yeah. gonna con- they're basically going to continue those until all their eight hundreds are in, and then that's probably going to go by the wayside. But sure. still, still with the Epson V series scanners, eight hundreds. If you haven't pulled the trigger yet on one, you want to get the latest and greatest eight hundred or V eight fifty. You're good to right. go. Yeah. It's a great, great investment that you will not regret, especially if you're shooting 35 and you're thinking, oh, I don't need it. One day, very soon, you'll be like, oh, I want to shoot medium format. I want to shoot large format. I want to shoot 4 by 5 I want to scan my Polaroids. I want to scan any, yeah. Or no, people uh, start coming with you, oh, can you scan this for me? And it's an old 4 by 5 And I've got oodles of pro scanners at right. the shop. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, A doesn't get it. Yeah. B's not getting it. And I run it over to the Mecca, and I throw it on there, and I scan it through epson software in the professional mode and it'll nail it so i'm very impressed with what is a prosumer mm-hmm. scanner yeah. that you can exactly. use professionally absolutely yeah. great thank you matt yeah no problem when we come back what are we going to talk about when we come back i got a format thing Ooh, you? you have a book too Sweet. i got a book Woo-hoo. i got a camera and a thing a thing <laughs> oh, oh a neat okay. little thing when our joy is at its zenith, when all is most right with the world, the most unthinkable disasters descend upon us. love the film photography podcast show your support visit our online store at filmphotographyproject.com that's right your purchases at our store support this show what show (laughs) you're not only supporting the podcast but you're also supporting our ample giveaway programs and our workshops just go to filmphotographyproject.com and click the store button good golly miss molly We're an official reseller of Kodak Alaris Films. That's right. Impossible Project Instant Films. Super amazing. And our very own FPP hand-rolled films. Most notably is the addition of Shmina Films. Shmina. 
from Eastern Europe. Schmina FN64, photo 100, photo 200, photo 400, as well as Eastman Kodak black and white motion picture film. That's right. Such stocks as Eastman Double X, Eastman High Contrast 5363, and the awesome Kodak Fine Grain 2366, filmphotographyproject.com. Hey, thanks. Let's get back to more show. We're back. Uh, Mark uh, is going to be talking about a thing, <laughs> a filmy thing. <laughs> what kind of film thing is that? Uh, this is a neat little gadget I've got it's called the Stead E Pod. Whoa, S T E A D E P O D. The Stead E Pod. Stead Epid. <laughs> what this is is a portable mo- tripod, monopod, but it's actually a cable monopod. And it works sort of the opposite of a regular. Let me see if I've got. Do you have? Can I borrow your uh, SLR? Do you have something that doesn't weigh 19 yeah, pounds? Yeah, hold on. I'll find something. Oh, it's here. Oh, here, that, you're what's out. that green? You're out. Yeah, yeah. Cannon right there. Oh, oh, sorry. My, my there you go. Right here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is a, a steady pod. This is basically a, a, a portable tripod monopod. I can't even imagine how it works. Exactly. I'm going to blow your mind. So for the for those listening, you can google it right now, Stead E-Pod. It's about the size of oh, look at It's that. smaller than a deck of cards. I mean, it's a tiny little thing. But here's what you do. I mean, I imagine I'm walking away from the microphone. Here I am over here far away from the microphone. What you do is you click this to extend. Yes. This pulls out the bottom. Whoa, look at that. It's like something out of James Bond. Yeah, exactly. It's totally something he would pull out of his watch. Oh. So what you do is you put that down well, your foot. on the yeah. floor. You stand on it. Providing you have and a foot. You, <laughs> you lock it. And now you've got a tripod. You basically are pulling up on the cable. And there it is. It's like, it's like using a steady cam. When you look through this, mm-hmm. and you can, you, know, you can pan really smoothly with it. Like You can shoot down to an eighth of a second with this. For real. And still get sharp. It, it looks exactly like you have it on a tripod when you're, you know, as you, if you're pulling <laughs> you on play, a cable. You play instrument. Yeah, if you give, if you give it some tension. Um, and then, when, you know, when you're done, you just put retract, click to retract. It sucks itself back in. and Not too fast, so it doesn't cut so it you. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't snap your fingers off. Have <laughs> you shot with that? Oh, I use it all the time. You this, do? This thing is in my camera bag at all times, everywhere I go. Especially like a uh, windy day or something. You can also, you, you, I also kind of use it as a grip too, so I can just yeah, sort of yeah, use it yeah. as, as a hand grip and, you know, I'm just quick doing some shooting. But yeah, really cool little project. It's so tiny that you can just always have it with you. And I've, I've actually had it in my jacket pocket for the last week. I keep forgetting it's even there. But really cool little toy. They, they sell for 20 to $30. Actually, I got this at, at Unique. They had it on the clearance table for like $5, yeah, so I, I grabbed nice. it. But yeah, 20 or $30 on Amazon or any all fine retailers. Wow. So that's quite a tip, Mark. Yeah, that's my neat little gadget. I, I highly recommend it. Thank you. And do you have a camera to talk about as well? I do. I, you could just go right to that. You want to talk about camera? Yeah. All right, let's keep this party going. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have a, a second camera. The... Uh, Oh, we should have called it good camera, crappy camera. I could have done Aww. the Hawkeye and the. So that was my that was my sort of well, crappy we, camera. We haven't done that topic or the butter or not butter this year. I know it's true. Don't but worry, this one's butter. This is this is butter Pure and butter. good camera. What is that called? This is the Minox Whoa. GTE. Uh, this is. Let me just say Minox. I think mis- mis- mystery. Exactly. It's like saying Maserati. Like it just has this kind of cool mystique. 
factor. I've to not it. been excited about a 35 millimeter camera as much as this one. Really, this is, this is a this is really sweet. cool little camera. Sweet. Yeah. So Minox in '74, uh, they they came out with um, the Minox EL, which was the first of this family. Um, this is the uh, the GTE, which is a so that was '74. This one came out in '88. So this is a much uh, more modern example of it. And basically, what this is is the smallest full frame 35 millimeter camera ever made. Like this thing is. Whoa. I just said the Steadipod is a little smaller than a deck of cards. This camera is a little bigger than a deck of cards. But Maybe not. Uh, it's a, a full frame 35 millimeter. Whoa. Zone focus. Uh, it'll run uh, 2.8 up to f16. Wait, it's. It's smaller than my Olympus XA. It is smaller. Let's side by side. What? Let's do it. Oh my gosh! It is holy crap. A millimeter shorter, and it has a hot shoe. It is hot shoe. Three millimeters narrower. Dang! It's got a hot shoe. Shoe? What shoe? It's got a ten-second self-timer. I need one. It has got. <laughs> you have film in that? Yeah. Oh. Um, it's got a cable release. Whoa! Port, strict upgrade. Strict Mark, upgrade. Can, can Leslie just shoot the comparison between the two cameras? That's crazy. This is like the size comparison. Here yeah, we'll get all of them. Yeah, it's got the cable release. It's got this cool little button on top which says two X. Two times better. It's, this makes it double as good. <laughs> when I first got it, I and it's called the double exposure. I thought it was it would allow you to do double exposure. In fact, what it does is it basically. It doubles your exposure in the sense that it halves your shutter speed. So if you're shooting in a situation where you've got a uh, you know, really bright background, you're shooting a portrait of someone you know, in a, on a sunny day and their, their face is cloudy, you hit the 2x, it'll just... The face is cloudy. <laughs> the face is all clouded. So uh, two times as much exposure. Okay, exactly. got double it, the exposure, got it. not okay. double exposure. So yeah, so it'll do that. Uh, yeah, as Matt was saying, it does have a hot shoe on That's it. It's crazy. Uh, the only thing it doesn't have is a rangefinder, unfortunately. But, but you know, can that, just put a range. Use, use your ideal rangefinder you with your it. Use your ideal rangefinder. Yeah, exactly. You can do that, or you can yeah, because you can stick it on the on the shoe on top and have this big thick thing on the top. Of it. That thing is sweet. Um, have you shot with that? I have. Yeah, actually, I just I just finished a roll of uh, Kodak BW four hundred in it. Ooh. So uh, yeah, I just finished a roll. Very sharp, great little camera. Um, does it, I'm sorry. Did you mention? Does it take a battery? It does. It takes. Uh, it takes a one-third, technically a one-third N, which is what the manual says, which is the oh. same as four LR44s. Oh, really? Or sorry, two, yeah, two one-third Ns. So yeah, I just have... Oh, is it just a one, little holder? One-third N is I was, two 44s or 76s or... Right. Yeah. So yeah, two one-third Ns, which is four. I just put four 44s in it, which is now very, very easy to get. I was, I was very surprised the first time I did this. See that little oh, rig? Oh, look at that. It's like a giant battery set. holder for this tiny little it's camera. It's a lot of batteries for that little camera. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why this camera needs six volts. It yeah, doesn't even have a, need... a flash on board. Huh. I don't know. It's it, the only thing it's running is the auto exposure and the self timer. And it, so it does. Know. I'm sorry, you mentioned it does auto exposure. Yep. You That's can't great. no no Emmanuel mode. Uh, no, <laughs> it does. On the bottom, it has your shutter speed or your film oh, speeds. Okay. So you can kind of fudge things with that if what, you want to go over or under. What are the film speed options? Uh, it goes from 25. To sixteen hundred. Oh, still nice. better than the XA. <laughs> Damn it! Sorry, <laughs> this this one. Well, I, so to make you feel better about the XA, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, what I also have here today is is uh, one of Dane's cameras, which is a <laughs> completely ruined Kiev thirty five A, which was a copy of the Minox, mm-hmm. the ori- a copy of the original Minox um, EL, and this is uh, like a late seventies camera. This is more in line. Yeah, you know, chronologically mm-hmm. with the Olympus XA. So the Olympus XA 
blows away. The only thing this has got is the hot shoe. It still does have a hot shoe on it, yeah. but otherwise it's got none of the automation got it. Um, that the GTE does. This came out in 88, so this is 10 years newer than your XA. Got it. And there were actually even a couple of models later than this. There was the GTE 2. Like they made these up until the mid-90s, I think. Did they make a metal one of that? Because if so, I'm just like buying it now. They came, no, actually, you know, actually what's kind of fun if, from a collectability standpoint is all the different models they made, I think there were about 10, the way that you tell them apart is the color of the shutter button. Oh, cool. So if you have a gray button, a blue button, a red button, that tells you which one you've got from That's a distance. That's neat. So the GT was the red button. So, yeah, really cool little camera. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah, I'm mine's getting in. one of those very soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely look for them. They, they range from 75 to $125 or so on, uh, on eBay. And, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, there are a bunch of different models. So this is particularly the GTE, but if you... There are other models that have the auto exposure. Have you know, depending on what features you want in it, um, they it's they such range a pocketable from pocketable camera though. That's yeah, thirty oh, or forty dollars. Wow. Can you up, open yeah. that baby up and give it a yeah. shot? There you go. Thank you, Mark. Sure. I think people should run to their eBay. Yeah, this people should run to their local eBay store <laughs> to look at it. It looks like a little crappy '90s point and shoot, it but does. you will pay for it. It's not a cheap camera, but it's uh, it's fun. It's fun to shoot with, and the fact that it's so tiny. You can just throw it in a pocket and completely forget it's there. And it and it it's very very light. Um, but yeah, it's really easy to, to work with. So wow. Um, did, did I ask you how did you first hear about this? I, I've seen the uh, Minox 35s around. I w- wasn't expecting to own one uh, until I mentioned uh, last episode or a couple episodes ago um, that I bought a bunch of cameras from someone who had them laying on a dining room table in their house when I went to buy some records. And this was one of the ones. They actually had all these nice SLRs laid out on the table, and then they had a Rubbermaid tub that I could see were some parts and pieces. And I opened up the tub, and it was some filters, some manuals, and this camera laying in the tub, because even they thought it was just a worthless point-and-shoot. So I... Oh, it's so smooth. Offered them 50 cents and walked out I the door. immediately grabbed that, does yeah. Does it have a ca- uh, the wraparound case? Cause I, I it does. I don't have it. I only have the bottom. Uh, the bottom, which has the, the, the wrist strap on it. Isn't that least, interesting? But. It's like an old folder. Yes, it yeah, is. Yeah, like the, the lens in. Like the, uh, the drawbridge well, style. Look at the shit in the eyepiece. <laughs> well, you've got, your, you've got the strap up. There, there you go. go. There. This is like on the, on the right-hand side. It's like well, that's showing you your shutter speed. Whoa. Oh, was there filming here? No. Yeah, so that shows you. So the needle, you want to have the needle around the middle or higher. What but is the it, most common you. phrase said on the FPP podcast recording? Is there film in here? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You shoot with it yet? Oh. How do you get the needle to work? Uh, it might be on F16 right now, so just, just speed up the, the lens. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. So just, yeah, right in there. Turn that up. Turn that down to F2.8, and you'll see it. Oh. The needle yeah. start to jump. How's this thing load? Does it pull apart? Yeah, the back completely comes oh, off. Oh, yeah, now the needle's moving. Yeah, look at it go. Oh, wow. Dance, baby. Dance, oh, Remy. That's nice. <laughs> And it has, uh, the, the auto exposure will go up to, I think, two seconds is the longest, longest speed you can get out of it. So it's got a pretty good. Mm-hmm. Let's see, 70 buck, 100 buck, 200 buck with the collector's edition flash. Ooh. Yeah, the, these did come with the flash. Unfortunately, mine doesn't have yeah, it. But it's, the a, flash, it's a beast. It doubles the size. Yeah, of the, the flash makes yeah. it huge, unfortunately. It, it probably takes stuff, yeah. Yeah. eight triple A's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and apparently <laughs> when, it's, when it's on, you have to kind of squeeze your finger in to even hit the shutter oh, button. No. So the, the flash isn't as well designed as the camera. So Is no, that but shutter button as sensitive as the XA's? It is because you can fire those from across the room. By yeah, just, just look at them the wrong yeah, way. This yeah, this has got like literally. Oh, it won't fire with this then open, but uh, yeah, 
like the just the same, latest same latest touch. Yeah, that has to be just a direct competitor. To Dane like, took a picture yeah. of his chin the other day with it. So, yeah. <laughs> Nothing but beard. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, the red man. Yeah, wow. fun little camera. So That's not sweet. one that I was kind of not on my radar, and it just uh-huh. fell into my lap. Actually, if I hadn't opened that tub, I wouldn't even have seen it. Sold. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Did you take the entire collection? I did. Yes. You did. Okay. There was a random wireless transmitter for some Fuji digital camera I did not take, but otherwise, uh, yeah. Gotta have your priorities. Exactly. Draw mm-hmm. the line. Well, thank you very much, Mark. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And nice. we'll be right back. Home movies are getting better than ever with the new GAF Super 8 movie cameras. They've got professional features like through-the-lens viewing zoom lenses and through-the-lens automatic exposure meters. They let you do things professionals do without all the work professionals do. Canon is proud to be the official 35mm camera of the 1984 Olympics. Like gold medalist Jennifer Chandler, it takes precision to perform at this level. Here, the Canon AE-1 program performs, capturing Chandler's high-diving artistry through Canon's high technology. And it's so simple, you flip for it. Canon's AE-1 program, so advanced, it's simple. Enter the Canon Olympic Go for Gold contest. You could win this exciting 84 Pontiac Trans Am. Hey, we're back, and I'm excited to turn over the microphone to Matt Marash, who's going to be talking about this week's Book of the Week month. <laughs> <laughs> book of the whatever. Whatever. What do you got, Matt? Book so, of the show. Uh, browse, <laughs> perusing around my local half-price books, I stumbled across this book that just it really stood out. It was unique on the shelf. It looks like just a kind of a hand-bound deal. It's got this very, very uh, minimalist binding, which looks like it's sewn together. It's sewn, yeah, hand-sewn um, binding. It's not, ha- I mean, it's not hand-sewn. Like, it's well, it's yeah. a mass-produced book, but a very a short run when I looked it up. Um, it's a very, it's not, it's not a book for everybody. This one really called to me because Japan is how I got my start in photography. I took a school trip to Japan for uh, eight weeks, and uh, that's what just got me inspired uh, for photography. Eight weeks? Yeah. Wow. It was a school exchange kind of trip Say something thing. in Japanese, please. Ah, uh, um... Doug Beelsley. No, no, no. no. Um, <laughs> Good much, Doug. 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 Thank you. Yeah. And that's how you make a Twinkie. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so the book is uh, Japan, uh, Anise's First Encounter, and this is a book of photographs by Doug Beasley. It is a beautifully very simply put together book doug is a is an Amer i believe an american born uh japanese who had never taken a trip you know back home to kind of or not back home but back to where his family is originally from and took a vi- his first visit to japan this was kind of his uh photo journey through that it's all ta- it's all six by seven uh, taken with a Plawbell uh, Machina rangefinder, all printed on Ilford uh, Ilford Warm Tone paper, and it just—it's a beautifully reproduced book. Um, what really resonated with me, um, I've been to aside from the home city, which is uh, Inoshima, in here, I've been to almost all of these locations that he's photographed. So mm, like cool. this just brought me back to summer of uh summer of 2008 when i really first got into photography and i have some very poorly exposed versions of some of these <laughs> but but it's just uh the photography is beautiful if you are in love with anything 
out east, especially Japan, I recommend taking a look at this book, or at least some of Doug Beasley's work. He does a lot of stuff in this, and he does some panoramic stuff, and he's got a really great body of work, but this is a book from, I don't know, like early 2000s? Yeah, this was from 2000. Um, but I just never know what I'm going to find on the shelf. This was $1.99. So, like, yeah, autographed copy, even. Yeah, yes. autographed, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's so, beautifully bound. Yeah, it's, just, it's a unique-looking awesome. book. You can just find all sorts of, I yeah, half-priced books. Awesome. <laughs> Where, where's this half-priced books? Um, they have a bunch of them in Columbus. I don't know what they're based out of. They have a big online presence too. Basically, so they you are go, a chain. Yeah, you go in and you sell like old books. You know, you find them in the closet. It's usually some collector died and the wife's moving them along along with the cameras. But you can get. All sorts of crazy books. They also sell records there, Mike. Nice. Records. Uh-huh. I've been looking. I couldn't find Jane Sinatra. They usually pick that clean. Yeah. Uh, but they have a great photo book section. I didn't even think of it. You know that big stack of records I keep talking about? I got. There must have been a dozen Sinatras in there. Really? I don't know if there's anything you need. I have most of the Sinatra collection. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. I figured you'd have most of it or all of it by now. He's a little short on Bell Barth, but it's yes. going to come along. In the back of this book, it's awesome. It says the images in this book were photographed yep. with two six by seven millimeter mm-hmm. machinas, plowable. Plowable machina, yep. Yep. Rangefinder cameras, Kodak Tri-X shot at ISO 200. Mm-hmm. Film processed by Rich Sila. Of Sila Black and White. Did you say all this already? No. Images, final images selected for this book were hand printed by Doug Beasley, that's the author, on Ilford warm tone, you said that, warm tone fiber paper, mm-hmm. archivally processed, then sepia toned. Yeah. Wow. It's just kind of a, a very sim- it's a very simple book, but the images are great. Um, how many copies does this exist? Because this is very. His, his address is in the back. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it looks like it's a short run, but it, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I looked on his website just to kind of see, you know, if it was still available. It doesn't look like it's something that's still available, so relatively short run, but it's a really cool book. And what I like about browsing through that, it's just kind of the whole you don't do this random, you can't find things like this just browsing Google usually. Right. You kind of have to already know what you're looking for. Half price, I just walk in. With 20 bucks in my pocket, and I walk out with five new photographers I've never heard of before. The Google. Or, in the case of future episodes, photographers I've always loved and didn't even know they had books. So, I have to tell you, Leslie. Yes. Having nothing to do with that book. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm photographing Mark looking at the book. And this is the first time we're going to be talking about this in a future episode. It's a Minolta Hymatic 7. It's a rangefinder. I'm having a lot of trouble getting, like, on the Canons I've used, there's a tab on the side so you could actually joggle the, you know, the, the focus with your finger. Mm-hmm. This is, like, on the bottom. And when I do this, I block the rangefinder function. It's because you're holding it incorrectly. Oh. You see, it should be cradled in your hand. <laughs> like this? And your elbow's in. Make your own tripod. You, now what? Now look. So you never block up here. But this is not as loose as that one. This is a little. Well, you're you doing it? Give it to Mark to fix. And that's it. You see, you've got that grip. You're covering. You'll get it. I I'll mean, get it. Yeah. If I don't just ditch out after I, half a roll. <laughs> but I'm excited because I have a roll of 500T in Ooh. here, which is the 500 tungsten film Kodak Vision 3. Perfect for the studio and Mr. Mm-hmm. Lee. Oh, perfect. I hope, gosh, I gosh, hope, I hope Mr. Mr. Lee is there tonight. Hello. <laughs> 
And I'm going to bring my... Uh, he was uh, in last time we were there. Yeah, he was. I'm going to bring my uh, Vivitar uh, 252 Flash mm-hmm. with a piece of uh, acetate. A little gel. A little gel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little 85 gel. And I see Mr. Lee. I'm going to like quickly like, I'm gonna tr- just throw this camera over to Leslie. Like, shh. <laughs> like, get a picture of me, Mr. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Although uh, folks out there listening may be saying, because here we are at uh, February 15th, 2015, <laughs> like, where's John Fidelli? <laughs> like, is he off the show? <laughs> Don't worry, guy. No, he's not off the show. He just he can't make the show, but he comes for the food. <laughs> oh, is he showing up later? Yeah. Uh, mooch. Yeah, exactly. Classic, classic John. Mooch. Uh, well, that's an awesome book. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've been book crazy lately. You know, the half-price book's only like a mile from the, right. the apartment, so whenever... Um, and I have a good lead on it, so my uh, one of the resident Nikon guy over at Midwest Photo, Casey, one of his buddies works at Half Price, so like he's the inside man. He's like, hey... Is he Nikon crazy? I was photographing all your old... Ni- all the Nikon mats that have come in. He loves loves them. Right. We have a... Did you take a picture of that blue one? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I've been telling him about that one a for a while. A blue nicromet? Was it reskinned? It's reskinned, re-skinned. Yeah. Cool. It's got like the snake skin on I it. I like yeah. that. Yeah. The, the, but something that's reskinned, is that exciting for Ni- Nikon fanatics or not really? Um, You mm. have to be like a certain kind. If you're like the collector mentality, you're like, like oh, my God. what did you do? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like the guys that are excited, you know, they just like them. Yeah. It's neat because it's different. Yeah. So. I like all my stuff to be like original, original. and pristine, but... If there's a shoot, like I would love to have like a purple skinned XGM, like something that's yeah, that's mine that I use every day, you know, just to make it personal. And you're gonna, yeah, and it's yeah. not that's rare. Make it fun. Hey, look at this baby. Like I have a bunch of, I have a bunch of reskinned Argus C3s, just just to be just to be different. Yeah, yeah. it's fun. Now with this rangefinder, which is the Minolta Hi-Matic Seven, I could easily go out and shoot a whole roll with cap on. Yes, you could. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. classic rangefinder. And you just might rangefinders. Oh. I usually throw away the caps on rangefinders. <laughs> Not on that one. That's an old style cap. You throw that my way if you're going to do that. <laughs> it's got the '70s logo. Yeah. So. Well, folks, uh, I think that's it for this show. We had a grand time. What show? It's been a real fun time hanging out with you guys. I wish, I wish, like our listeners think, I wish we all like lived in the firehouse together. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, like coming down the pole Imagine in the morning. That. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Matt's got the coffee on. Yeah. Always. Yeah. You know, or me, if he's sleeping in. I'll, I'll be flipping <laughs> flapjacks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't yep. cook. That's fine. I cook. That's okay. <laughs> Mark, get up. Be like, okay, Charlotte's coming down the pole. <laughs> Catch her. <laughs> be a lot of fun. We could actually have with Charlotte and John Fidelli has children. We could start our own schoolhouse too. Do the FPP. Firehouse schoolhouse. One room schoolhouse. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Just talking. This is all getting cut out. No, actually not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Want me to reverse the name of your child so no one knows? Yeah. So there's thousands of pictures of her on Flickr oh, tagged. Everyone yeah. knows who she is. Carlotta. Well, I want to thank everyone. If anyone's ever in the New, New Jersey area, and Wayne, New Jersey, is Lee Sushi. You can go there and actually see Mr. Lee comes over to you and shakes your hand. Yeah, it's a great guy. Throws a lot of free stuff at us. Like that little, oh yeah, the little uh, hot, the spicy rice in the shell. That's good stuff. Uh, what else does he throw? At the end, the uh, little yogurt drinks. The yeah. yogurt drinks that yeah. helps out with your stomach. Digestion. Yeah. It's just sugar. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, sugar. I've had a great time, and we're gonna be back in two weeks. Two short weeks. Beep. We'll see you soon. No, hang on. Jenny was the girl you used to see around the place, but now she's gone. Yes, she's gone.
to that great gig in the sky She never had the chance to say goodbye Oh Jennifer, why did you have to die? Monday morning she would cross the busy road to get her coffee She liked it strong Always waited for the light But one day she just didn't see that bike Oh Jennifer, it gave you such a Jennifer, I wonder if you're listening to this song Never had the chance to say I loved you all along I watched you every single morning You saw the bike, you didn't hear my warning Jennifer's a girl you used to see around the place But now she's gone Yeah, she's gone To the great gig in the sky I'd love to see you when it's time to die I saw the bike I must apologize 